1: And welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast with Jamie Ivey. I am your host and it's Friday. And so normally every other Friday you are getting in your iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your um, podcast, you're getting the happy half hour and we're loving doing that. But you know what? Today we decided to do something a little bit different. If you can remember in March, I did a live happy hour event at my house. Jen Hatmaker, Jessica Honiger, and Rachel Hollis, who've all been past guests on the show and are friends of mine, they joined me and we really did have a phenomenal time at my house. It wasn't just the live component that made it so great, but we legitimately had great conversations. Being joined by that many awesome women on stage on the show made it like a regular happy hour show, but on steroids. Not to mention having the live audience. I can't even explain to you how amazing the night was. I'm gonna show you pictures about it as well. If you go to my website, it's jamieivy.com, and I'm gonna have all kinds of pictures to show you how wonderful the night was. And it was so wonderful and amazing that I didn't want to leave out all of you guys who weren't able to come. So we're offering the show to you for a dollar. That one dollar will get you over an hour and a half of audio content. This includes a regular show format where Jen, Jessica, Rachel, and myself talk with each other, but also a Q&A at the end where we had people who were at the event ask questions to us. Not only that, but on the show, I'm actually revealing the date of my next Happy Hour Live event right back here at my house again in Austin, Texas with my husband cooking some good food for us, amazing guests, lots of goodie bags. It really was so much fun, and you're going to want to get a, be a part of that. one. I'll tell you the next date for when that is guys, a tube of chapstick, the Sunday paper, a bottle of soda, two packs of sunflower seeds. These are all things that you can buy for a dollar. And now add to this list over 90 minutes of conversations between Jen, Jessica, Rachel, and myself, where we talk about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. And when I say everything in between, I mean, we talk about, we run the gamut on things that we talk about. It is hilarious. So today, what you're about to hear is a short excerpt of the live show. I literally had so much trouble picking which section to use for today because there were so many good ones to pick from. But I think you're going to love this one in particular. Guys, after you listen to this part of the show, before you listen or when you're listening, however you want to do it, go to jamieivy.com slash March, like the month of the month of March from when the show was in. So jamieivy.com slash March, and you can pre-order a digital download of the live show. So doing that, it's going to get you access to the download a day earlier than it goes live and when everyone else gets it. And you'll just pop into your inbox once the sale goes live, and then you can listen to the entire show. Okay, guys, here is my live conversation with Jen Hatmaker, Jessica Honiger, Rachel Hollis, and just 120 of my closest friends in my backyard with my husband making awesome tacos. Enjoy. Okay, ladies, I want to talk to you guys about success, okay? You three and... I want to set it up this way. You three are both very successful women. And what I, what I hear a lot when I talk to women about success that I don't hear men doing is when I talk to women about success, their first words are like, I'm not me. Like, I'm, I'm not, I haven't done anything successful. If we had men up here on this stage and they were having a discussion and they said, tell me something that's, that's contributes to your success, they can list five things, right? But as women, we go, oh, I'm not, not me. I'm not successful. So no one's going to say that here at this table. All three of you, are successful women, and what you've done. I want to ask you something that you think has contributed to the success that you've done, and I also want to know what does success mean to you. Like, what is your, qu- how do you quantify success? Whether it is um, authorship, online, CEO of a company, speaker, tour, all these kind of things. What is success, and what is something that has helped you become su- a successful woman? Jess. you, okay. <laughs> Jen. Um, You
0: know, it's funny, when I, after about a year of doing Noonday, I quickly realized that it was turning from not just a fundraiser, but into a business, and I was drowning. I was, like, handwriting our orders, I was, my husband's waking up at four in the morning to manage our PayPal account, so I got together with a friend of mine who had his MBA from Wharton, and I'd met him in Africa several years ago. He had a micro, he had been running a microfinance loan institution, and after about a month, he said to me, hey... I have really enjoyed just hearing more about your business, and I'm ready actually to live off of my life savings account in order to be your business partner to see if this thing can really go somewhere. He has three children. One of them has Down syndrome. And I feel like that first year, people tend to look at entrepreneurs and say, oh my gosh, you're such a risk taker. But actually, usually entrepreneurs believe so passionately in their vision, it doesn't feel like a risk. (laughs) It's like, well yeah this is going to be successful of course right because you're doing so much to make it be but I feel like that was like my real point of risk taking and so we took this personality test and it said that I will take a risk only if I know it's going to be successful Mm -hmm. which basically sums, sums up perfectionism right And so I feel like I've had to really redefine what success looks like for me because I think often I can look like, can think success is about winning. It's about being the first, it's about being number one. And I really just changed that definition to mean that it means about being faithful to who God's created me to be, and out of that place, being faithful to do what God's created me to do. And that really is how I define success. So I think on a daily basis, you know, what what does a successful day look like for me? Am I being faithful to the thing that he's put in front of me?
1: Did that free you up a little bit when you changed that idea of success? Oh, yeah. It seems like that'd be freeing. Oh, yeah, just
0: because I I did really. I mean, I never thought I was a perfectionist because I think perfectionists are skinny and have clean houses. I am neither. And they're they're room moms. Yeah, and they're room moms. (laughs) So I am oh, none of the girl. above. Let's put a pin in room moms. Yeah. Me. So if you look at me, I wouldn't think, oh, I'm this perfectionist. But when when I think about what was holding me back from just going for it and being free to just be this businesswoman, even though all the friends around me were, a lot of them were, um, you know, stay-at-home moms. A lot of them were homeschooling moms. And so I just compared myself. And I thought, gosh, my definition of success, of being a successful mom, is not what all my friends are doing. And so that's really what held me back, and now I'm really free from that because I'm just like, no,
1: God's. I, this is what God's called me to, yeah. and I'm going to celebrate. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate that. I know you've come so far in that. Just as a friend, I know that you have. Um, I've seen that transformation in you. And I just before before we move any further here, I just want to make sure everyone knows that we all work outside of the home, um, and a lot of people don't. There's nothing wrong with either one. This is just what perspective you're going to I just need to clarify that real quick. Jen, what about you? What do you think – first, what do you clarify as success, and what do you think is like, helped you with that?
2: Yeah, great – all great questions and a great discussion. I um, – it, it's hard to – ever want to pin down a definition of success because I think it looks different in all of our stories. And so um, early on, I think I probably would have chased a definition of success that rightly belonged to somebody else. And that would not have easily translated into my story. And so I don't think you can really um, give a definition that doesn't make somebody else feel like more and somebody else feel like less. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, For me early on, I would say some of the early contributors um, to beginning to really thrive in my space, um, came from some hard-fought battles. I, I entered into kind of a spiritual leadership place, and at the time, I really um, probably spent a great deal of my time early in the early years emulating other people. That were already succeeding in that space, and you guys—I mean, honest to goodness—I can go back right now. Thank you, Lord, that none of those talks are recorded. Um, but I can read some of my early writing, and I can remember, even look through some of my early notes on talks, and just see exactly who I was imitating. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so, somewhere in those early, um, in those early years, God really set me free from that. And so, I think for me, I can—I can point to one. Um, One clear path through just um, a season of thriving that would apply to all of us, which was God just said, really, really, please listen to me, Jen. I really just want you to be you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am a specific brand. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't fit naturally into my environment. I am not like my counterparts. Um, I color outside of the lines of a lot of my colleagues. I say things they don't like. I care about things that they find uncomfortable. Um, and so, I, it, it, there's a cost, honestly, to it. And so, um, but I felt so liberated in it that, for me, the benefit to being genuine and being my honest and truthful self was worth the and is still worth the cost. Um, and so once I started using my own voice and my own personality and my own um, sphere of influence and my own passions that's when I felt like everything came to life for me. That is when I thought here it is. This is it. This is the path that God has 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 marked for me and it's been such a joy to be in that place. Now, I'll tell you that still to this day, I constantly feel the tension of trying to, trying to fit the form a little better. I feel that constantly. Um, my, my world is very, there's a lot of pressure to be a certain way when you're a woman who's a Bible teacher, who's a spiritual leader, and then sort of a cultural thought leader. Um, and so I feel the tug constantly to make some of my peers happy. Um, but I am, I'm more pulled towards God's call in my life to be my own self. Um, and so all of us can do that. And the last thing I would say before we kick it over is that I um, would say as we're all walking into the, the worlds that God has called us to, it never occurred to me to despise the small beginnings mm. and to despise the small spaces at the start of the road and to wish that it was all bigger and more popular and more successful. Never. I I was thrilled to be able to do whatever little thing I could do where I was. And so, I mean, you guys, you all know me at this point, but you... I have been writing a ton of books that you have never read. I mean, Melissa is, I'm sorry, I don't care. (laughs) Melissa is our. Melissa, raise your hand and wave. Just do it. I don't care, Melissa. She's our good and dear friend. We're in supper club together. I mean, like, we vacation together. And Melissa's introducing me one time to one of her friends. And she's like, this is my good friend, Jen. She's, like, written two books. I'm like, Melissa, I have written 11. (laughs) 11. And so I I spent a lot of years doing work that no one ever saw. And I do not despise that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a day of it. I wouldn't trade a day of it for more success. Not one day. That's where I learned about who God was to me. It's where I learned who I was in him. It's where I found my voice and developed my skills, and I practiced without such a big watching audience. And so wherever you are, if you're at the beginning of this, if, you're, if your story is young and small, do not despise the small spaces. Do not. Be faithful. Like, with all your heart, with all your might, be exactly who you are in the place that God has called you and let him build it and let him grow it and be faithful in the small things. And I'm telling you, he will give you more. Um, and so those are the things that have sort of guided me on. Um, and so I don't really chase success. I really don't. And I hold it really loosely. And if it goes away tomorrow, I'm going to assume I have something else to do. Um, and so that's sort of, that's sort of how I have come to this day.
1: I love it. I love it. And, and I think about that too. I've said, I've said this before. I don't, want to have regrets in life because I, I believe things happen for a reason and all that kind of stuff. But I do have this regret. When I look back, well, I just said I don't have regrets and then I said I have this one. Except for this one. Except for this one. It's not really a regret, but a regret. But I look back on my life and I have four kids and when my youngest daughter, the year before she went to kindergarten, all I wanted was for her to go to kindergarten. Like literally, it felt like I had been given the worst... Is she in here? Hi, baby girl. Love you, Love you boo. <laughs> what I wanted, what I, what I thought about that For year. For her to
0: learn and get an amazing education. <laughs> yes.
1: What I thought, What I wanted that year so badly is to have all my kids in school. I wanted it so badly. I felt as though if that would happen, then I could do something with my life. And I look back on that year and I think to myself all the time, I wish I wouldn't have thought that every single day because she went to school. And I never get to go back to when I had her with me, yeah, and that year 's gone, you know, and so I look back and I always think about that as this regretful, like man, I wanted so bad to do what I do now, but I pushed it and I pushed it, and I wanted it, and I always think about that when i when I talk to women who are just like they have dreams, and they have desires, and they have babies all around them. you know we know this. I just want to look at them, and I want to say to you that have these dreams and desires, and you feel like all you do is change diapers, is that one day they all go to school.
0: Well, and God doesn't waste anything. I mean, I worked at a jewelry store for a year. I was doing midwifery in Bolivia in the middle of nowhere. I was a teacher with chickens running amongst me in Guatemala. I flipped houses. I did real estate. I've done a million things. Five years ago, I was pawning off my gold jewelry at a pawn shop in Austin to try to fund the website that's now Noonday collection. And so I think in this instant gratification culture and this perfectionistic culture, we just see the shiny, yeah. but shiny happened. There's a
1: lot of things that go on to lead to that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, someone asked me the other day, what do you, what, what makes, what would you say when your podcast is successful, this is happening? And I thought about that and I said, when I feel that the happy hour is a success is when I feel if women are being encouraged." If women love Jesus more and if women are having a good time. And so I always say, like, that's when it's a success. And that was happening at episode 10. And that now happens at episode 78. There's just more of them. Guys, wasn't that great? That is a very small snippet of the kind of conversations that we had this night. I love those conversations of successful women speaking into each other's lives about some of the things that have made them successful. I cannot even tell you how much fun the rest of the show is. We may or may or not have talked about sex a little bit, maybe about peeing on our pants, um, parenting, showing ourselves grace. I mean, the, the list of topics that we covered is so wide. It was so much fun. If a ticket to the live show wasn't in your budget or if you live halfway across the world, shout out to all you guys listening in the UK, Germany, China, south africa france australia and new zealand i still want you guys to be able to have access to the awesome conversations and communal atmosphere that the night had now i can't do anything about you missing out on aaron's pork tacos but just go to jamieivy.com slash march and you can get everything else from that night okay guys that is it for this friday i hope you have an amazing weekend mine's going to be fabulous my entire family is coming to my house and i love those weekends I will see you next week when my friend Shelly Giglio joins me for the happy hour, Um, and it's a really great, fun conversation. I learned so much about the ministry that her and Louie are doing, how they started, what passion is, and just the things she's loving. We had a great conversation. Guys, thanks for listening to the happy hour. Um, I can't wait to announce when the next live event is either, so listen to hear that as well. You guys are awesome. Have a great weekend. Have fun with your girlfriends this weekend, and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you next Wednesday.